Welcome to another episode of The Blue Turf, and this is That Bell from the Kansas City Soccer Journal, and with me I have Coach, like just go ahead and tell it, say your name. because Stefan Stokic. I just always want to make sure. I've, I've known you for a long time, and now i got to call you Coach. So, yes. I mean, even though you've been a coach, now it's like a, it's an official head title. Uh, first of all, congrats. Thank you. Uh, I know, I, I've, let's, let's say I've heard that there were some other teams looking to hire you at some point, but uh, the comma said, no, we're not going to let him go and hired you. Uh, just what does it mean to you? Um, it means a lot. Um, you know, this is, you know, kind of for me, uh, not kind of, but it's a dream come true. And, um, you know, I knew eventually one day I wanted to be, you know, head coach. Um, my first pick was always going to be Kansas City because I've been here for so long. But uh, if it wasn't Kansas City, I was, you know, ready to move and uh, make the next step. But for me, it's it's a dream come true. Uh, and Kansas City's had some good coaches in the past. You know, I mean, since this the current iteration of Kansas City Comets, uh, Kim Runfield, Vlakovic Nanoski, Leo Gibson, uh, Agorn. Uh, Krasov, if I say that right. Yeah, Karajov. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm always a little cautious on pronouncing names. Yeah. And and now you, I mean, it's been a good history. The comments have always been good. It's, you know, when they've not been good, they've been right on the edge of the playoffs, that sort of thing. Uh, just what what are you going to be bringing that's a little bit different than the past? Um, you know, I've, I've had the privilege to be with all those coaches, and I felt like I took bits and parts from all those coaches. And um, for me, it's just to find, you know, something different you know within all those coaches um but for me it's just building my mentality um on my team a winning mentality um having structure and hopefully i can you know change some things but um just kind of fall into you know what those coaches did and and it's going to be a, it's a little bit extra pressure for me um because i'm friends with those coaches still um but i have i have a lot to prove and um i'm ready for the challenge it's got to feel good. You were you're a player with the team. Uh, you, uh, as a as a person watching from the outside a, a lot and a little bit from the inside at times, you have such a, a mentality. You like you were a good defender. You were the good defensive defensive forward. Uh, I mean, it, you just you threw your body in there. Um, it was just like kind of a never die attitude, which I always appreciated as a fan watching it. Is that kind of what you're going to expect from the whole team now? Yes. I mean, that's something that I want to amplify into the mentality. Um, you know, I looked at, you know, my career as a player and I knew for me to be able to play with the Leos, the Vahids, um, you know, for me, it was I had to bring that mentality. I had to be that person that was going to do kind of the dirty work for them. Um, but I want to amplify that into my squad as well. Um, and, you know, is it going to be everybody? But the mentality will be there. Um, I don't expect them to slide tackle every every ball that they have that I did, but I want to have that mentality within my team, yes. So, so I guess how would you describe maybe the overall style? Will it? I mean, we know you're going to have a very good defensive mentality, uh, but, you know, offensively, just the overall style, is there anything you can tell us about that or you want to keep that secret until you? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, there's, you know, there's no big secret. I mean, indoor game is has a lot of transition. Um, and for me is, you know, we're going to be uh, defensive-minded, but at the same time, um, I want a high pressure as well. Um, I want to be quick on transition, um, you know, and build our style of play when we do play out of the back. But I want it to be, you know, high pace uh, pressure uh, defensively and offensively counter as quick as we can. Uh, 
like last year you were assistant along with Alan and Kenny to Leo, uh, but I assume Alan and Kenny will still be around. Will uh, we add any assistance? Uh, yes. So of course, I mean, you know, Alan, Alan, the legend. Um, yes. I mean, what I've seen Alan do in, in the years that I've been here with the keepers, I mean, there's no better person for the job. I mean, Alan and Kenny are uh, unbelievable. They'll be part of the coaching staff um, and I will be adding uh, some new coaches to my staff. I'm going to have, you know, two assistant coaches. Uh, with that, we're going to add <clears throat> a AGY. It's a performance uh, coaches to the to the squad as well to, you know, help me keep the players, you know, fit and ready for the season. Um, so we're adding a lot of a lot of new dynamic to it on the coaching staff on the side of it. So, so you can't tell who the new assistants are yet? Not yet. I got to ask, right? Yes. Um, I told you before this, I'll, I'll ask questions. You may not be able to answer, but that's, that's fine. I that's understand fine. that. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Alan and Kenny being, well, Alan being the, the goalkeeping coach, uh, being Kenny, obviously helping with them a lot. The, uh, you got four keepers on this, the roster right now, if I Correct. understand correctly. Correct. Uh, added Chris Frederick and Stokeski was coming off injury last year. You had Neto and Tito. Uh, what, how is that going to work out? Is it competition now, or do you have a clearer number one, or are you going to keep all four of them? So, you know, for me, it's, you know, to make that mentality we talked about earlier, you have to have people competing for your spot. Um, so I wanted, you know, envision to have four keepers so that way they can all fight for the, you know, the number one keeper. So for me, um, you know, it's it's open game at this point. So whoever you know deserves it and is working hard and who's ready for it. Um, but I think Neto right now is is number one. Um, but I think you know with the with the goalkeepers that we have now, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be fighting for that first place, and that's what I want. Cool. Uh, on the defensive end, same kind of question. You have a lot of defenders. I think on the roster. Are you still looking to add some more? I'm always looking to add. Um, you know, I think that, you know, your the squad is looking, looking good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it, but I'm always looking to add somebody that can add something to the game that I need. Um, if that's in the back line or in the midfield or up top, I'm always looking for new players. Uh, the comment signed Chad Vandergriffen, the, the, not too long ago, uh, obviously been a really stud defender in the league. What do you expect him to add? Um, I mean, uh, what he's been doing. You know, I think that Chad is a really good defender, uh, very smart, knows in their game. Um, you know, I would describe, you know, Chad as, as that warrior in the back, um, you know, and, and we were re really, really excited to add him to our roster. And uh, Tagba was hurt last year and never played again after the concussion. Uh, how's he doing? Is he ready to, to come back? Um, we will see. He's recovering. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see what that brings. Um, you know, he, he had a tough injury. Um, so we're hoping that he comes back and, and, and fill in that role that he did at the beginning of the season until he got injured. So uh, I, I know you said you're always willing to add some more players. Uh, I, I've seen a former Comets player hanging around in the city recently who was a pretty good defender. Uh, I, I, you're smiling like you already knew who I'm going to ask about, but uh, Berto, Robert Palmer? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's moved to Kansas City, um, you know, but we have to you know, trades and all that stuff. So I think at this point, you know, we're hoping that we can get it done. Um, but I, you know, I don't say anything until it's done. Right. Um, but that's, that's something that we're looking at as well. 
Well, I mean, that's just a, it's just good to hear that you are looking at trying to do it. So yes. it's not, it's not ruled out. It's no. not a definite either way. Correct. So that's, that's always good. Uh, you've got a lot of good midfielder players. Uh, forward line is looking pretty stacked. Uh, you know, Zach Reggett, obviously ton of talent. Rian, who's at times one of the best players on the field, but seems to be fighting that injury and consistency bug. Junior showed a lot when he had his moments. Uh, but the one I got to ask first is Leo Gibson. I know he stepped away as coach. Is he coming back as a player? Or is... We'll we'll see. It'll be it'll be a it'll be a surprise. We'll see. Okay, I, I did notice on the roster there is no fourteen slot, so I'm, I'm I figured it was left open, so I had to ask about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just w- with the ones we know that are on the roster, uh, how do you make use of those guys, Zach, Rian, and Junior? I have I have some ideas. Um, you know, some things will will change. Um, of where they play on the field, but um, you know it's exciting to have that talent up top, and um, you know we'll see. I have some ideas. You know we'll see how, how it works out, um, but I'm I'm confident that it will it will work out. Yeah, you guys just held open tryouts. Is there some standouts from that that are going to get invited into camp? So you know what I loved about this year's tryouts, we had a lot of young kids, um, and you know I saw a lot of potential. Um, so it was, it was really, really good. Um, we have right now invited those players to be at kick around. Um, and actually today was their first day. Um, and they did really good. Um, they surprised me. They did much better than I thought they would do. So we'll see right now. The phase is if they do well in kick arounds, the next phase will be inviting them to preseason. Uh, are a lot of them local guys? I mean, correct. Correct. It's been one of the strengths of Kansas City is, you know, getting guys out of, uh, you know, uh, Park or UMKC or Benedictine or wherever and having all those guys. Um, it, it just seems like Kansas City, I mean, has a lot of talent. So, it, what, you know, what have you seen from that talent level? And is that part of the strength of Kansas City? You see it. That, that's that's I mean, we've you know, there's so many players that we brought in within the college side of it that that's one of our biggest strengths in the comments is bringing these pay players from the college into the professional world and developing. And um, I think that's very important for us um, and having a lot of local kids as well. Um, you know, Cisco, uh, I just signed, um, very excited about as well. Um, local kid, you know, 19 years old, a lot of potential. So, you know, we've, we've the comments through the years that I've been here, we, we have the pride of developing players and bringing them in. And I want to continue that. It's uh, it, with uh, indoor soccer, it's always been, kind of historically that it's, it takes a while for outdoor players to transition. And I mean, almost every kid in Kansas city plays indoor soccer at some point to a certain amount, but making that, that jump to understanding the professional game and the, the differences and just the, you know, use of the boards and all these other little aspects to the game is different. How long do you see some of these guys maybe taking to transition when you do sign them in? Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, it, it, it's, there's a few players that take, you know, quicker than than other like within the year um within the season um some take a year some take two it just depends um you know how quickly they get it and understand it um but the expectation is for me within every player my expectation is by after the first season by the second season they should by then know the game very well because like uh one of the guys that resigned was uh the big guy Aikens. aka big guy yes yeah uh 
he's, you know, he, he had moments where he got a little time and he looked good. And I saw him in practice and he looked pretty good. Is, is he going to make that leap into being a, a regular defensive? Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're hoping we're, that's our hope. Um, you know, with these players is what they do at practice and what, how they develop will depend on their playing time and, 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 um, and when they play. Uh, but I, I have high expectations for him. Um, and, you know, hopefully he stays injury free um, and he continues with the momentum. I think he can be a force in that back line as well. Is, uh, were you looking for any specific areas when you're looking at the, the tryouts or just any, when maybe, you know, from elsewhere that you're adding depth? Is there any specific areas of the team you still feel like um, you need to add? No, I mean, I'm just looking at players that can that can make a difference one way or another. Um, you know. You know, even though you're talking about the back line, the midfield, the top, I mean, if there's a player that I feel that can that has potential, I'm willing to invest my time um, and resources to bring them in and, and hopefully they can grow. So many players can kind of slide different spots anyway, the midfielders to the back line or to the forward line or forwards to the midfield. Don't always see forwards going back to the defensive line. They don't always have that right mentality, but I, I think you're going to probably demand that. Um, just uh, what what do you see as your biggest challenge this year? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of challenges. Um, I think it's my first year. Um, you know, it's the first one. I think is the most important one is to build my mentality that I want to build, and for the boys to buy into it. Um, I think that's going to be my first big challenge in building that culture that I want to build within my locker room and being on the field. So I think those will be my two biggest challenges is, is for them to buy into my mentality and to believe in my culture and what I'm trying to build. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about the defensive mentality side of it, but when you say like the, say the culture aspect, what do you, how do you describe that, that you want to build? So there's going to be three big values for, for what, what I'm starting with is number one is family. I'm very, very firm with that because family is huge for me. I think that, you know, we spend a lot of time together and I think that we're going to have our ups and downs, but we have to be a family. Um, second is respect. We have to respect each other on and off the field. Um, and and I'm, I'm a firm believer that respect is earned, not given. So that's going to be a process as well. And the last one, and that's important as well, is hard work. Without the hard work, we're not going to be able to, you know, compete. I feel like this league has been growing. <clears throat> Uh, growing and um, you know to be able to compete against the San Diego's the Monterey's the Chihuahua the um, you know I think even Milwaukee is getting and all these teams are getting better and better for us to be able to compete and have that success um, we're gonna have to outwork those other teams yeah you just mentioned Monterey Chihuahua uh, I, there's is there a third Mexican team this, this season no. coming in okay no. I couldn't remember for sure because uh, I think there's always been rumors yeah uh, you're gonna it's been a while since you guys have traveled to Mexico I believe is that going to be I know the roster is or the schedule isn't out yet is that uh, so uh, I'm just gonna ask this as a possible question is if you guys travel to Mexico, that's always been an issue with having, make sure you have enough guys who have the proper visas and stuff. Is that already kind of straightened out? Yes. I mean, um, it's, it's, we're still having some, you know, players that were working on the, the visa side of it, but for the most part, it, it will be before that happened. Take care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, cause that, that hit the comments hard a couple yes. times with yes. having, not having all the visas and not having players available for sure. a good chunk. Of yeah. Season. We're going to have, we're going to have a few players that were, we're working on the visa side of it, but it's not going to be a, a bigger number. Um, and until they're ready or until they're cleared, they'll be a part of the squad, but not the game plan. So, um, we're hoping that that gets resolved f sooner than later, but you know, 
I'm going to be focusing on those players that are legible, and whenever they are, they're part of the team. I know a lot of times when players first step out on a field for a team, it's a, you know, a little bit of jitters or whatever. Are you going to have those as being officially the head coach? I mean, you, you've, you've been the more or less acting head coach on the bench when Leo was playing and stuff like that, but you're going to have like those little bit of jitters as he was out there. I, th- I think I will. I think, I think, you know, as a player, even throughout my career, even before every game, you have that little bit of nervousness, but once that whistle blows, it's game on for me. So, you know, what, I always, I always did better under pressure. Um, so for me, it's just another challenge. But I think that once that whistle goes off, I'm, it's game mode at that point. So, um, but yeah. When, uh, I mean, I talk about <clears throat> games like that, but for a coach, I mean, I think almost you, the first official day of camp, maybe you have that same little jitter you still oh, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's going to be a positive jitter. I think just the excitement um, of starting is like I, I'm waiting for that day. You know, so, you know, one, the moment I signed, it was whenever preseason started, that's going to be a very special day for me, you know, starting my, you know, coaching career at a professional level. I mean, and we talk about like uh, players, you know, they go from youth ranks up through to coaching or I mean, from youth ranks up to maybe playing professionally. But it's kind of the same thing for coaching. Right. I mean, I I've known you for a long time. I've seen you out on the soccer fields. I've stood there and watched you coach. Uh, I think my daughter has actually played against one of your teams and you just absolutely kicked her ass. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I always watch when I when like my daughter's team would play, when I watch any team play, I, I watch for how the teams react, how the teams know what they're doing and stuff. And that that, that was a very much a highlight of when I've seen your teams play is they knew what to do. You know, as soon Thank as you. this happened players went wide as soon as this happened they narrowed in they they stepped to the right spots they knew what they were doing uh you continue to carry that into the professional ranks obviously i expect that of you as somebody who's known you for a while but it's just like how does that journey been as as the coach for you i mean you you have to start somewhere you have to go somewhere but how do you feel like that journey has been for you what's been the highlights of your coaching career even in the youth ranks um it's it's been fun. It's there. There were difficult moments, but the, you know, I think it it prepared me for this moment. Um, you know, uh, I've I started coaching a while back, um, and I think it was all a learning moment for me moving up. Uh, I have I had a lot of great moments. Um, you know, winning nationals uh, on ECN on the girls side. Um, you know, going to nationals with my boys teams. Um, there's you know, winning state cup, winning regional, winning. Um, so for me. It, the process has been, you know, great. And I think I learned a lot within that. But the thing that helped, I knew even before, you know, when I was playing, I was coaching, I knew that I, when I f- finished playing soccer, I wanted to be a professional coach one way or another. And I knew that coaching youth was going to help me and prepare me uh, to go to that level. So, you know, for me, it's been a fun journey, difficult moments, but I take a lot from that and amplify it to this as well. Um, but I, you know, I think that I've done all the hard work to prepare myself for this, uh, for the next step. And, uh, you know, as players, they learn from coaches, but coaches learn from coaches. What is there a couple coaches that maybe stand out that, you know, like I'm taking from here, I'm taking from there. So I think for me, I've, I've had a lot of coaches, um, um, but the coach that really left, uh, left something for me was Vlad Kondonovsky. Um, he, not only as a as a coach, but as a player as well. 
um, uh, even though we're good friends, um, hope he doesn't listen to this, but uh, he he changed my mentality on a side of, of the professional side of it, um, even as a coach while I was coaching youth and even as a player. So he had a big role um, into that. And, you know, Kim, you know, I took Kim things from Kim, uh, from Leo as well, from Goran Karajov. Um, I had Namid Namazi uh, when I was in New Jersey. Um, you know, Zoran Savic, I think all those coaches game kind of shaped me of what kind of coach I want. They're all different in their own ways. So I take bits and parts of all of them. But I think the one that made the most big influence on me was, was Vlatko. Yeah, he's obviously been a fantastic coach, indoor, outdoor. You know, came up a little short at the World Cup, but there's yeah. a lot of factors to that one. Correct. Uh, I expect we might see him back coaching soon. Uh, anyway, it, it's been fun to talk to you, and to I, I want to, you know, we'll we'll talk more throughout the season. Obviously, I want to get you on a couple of pods. Leo was always very hesitant to do some of that stuff, so I, I think we're gonna I'm gonna make you do that more. <laughs> no worries. Um, it's like what what do you feel like that is you know what's obviously the excitement's going to be there the the first day of training camp the the first game all that the excitement's going to be there but you know is there a little nervousness like what's you know do you feel like there's some challenge that you have to that you don't know how it's going to work or how no i i mean i'm ready for anything um you know i want to the thing is i want to be the most prepared i can be um and my maybe my my worry is not everything's gonna be perfect maybe uh, when it comes down to some things but in general um i'm ready for it i mean i i don't i'm not worried about anything i have a game plan that i want to do that i want to amplify um and you know i'm i'm ready to go so i i don't want to keep you too much longer Uh, you're fine but so one thing i want to make sure i ask those because i kind of ask this a lot of times for players but what do you want the fans to know because i mean Comets have had a really good fan base since they came back. They've had, you know, great fan base in the past. And, you know, I I know they were not always happy with the seasons not going the way they wanted. What do you want the fans to know and what do you want them to expect from you? Um, I want them to know that we'll be playing for them. Okay. So, you know, my thing is I... I've been here for so long. I've made so many relationships with fans and, and I think that's one of the biggest things for me for Kansas City was just the fan base and the people that are around us um, and I can promise them that we're going to work hard and do everything we can do from our side to have a successful successful season for them and for us of course but for the organization and one of the things when I talked to uh, you know Bud before signing and um, that I talked to him about was I want to make that relationship even bigger than what it is or what it was. I mean, we have a great organization. It's, it's going to be hard to up it up from there compared to the other, other teams in the league. But I want to make that bond even stronger uh, by doing different things with the fans and everything else. And I want them to be around us because um, I think that, you know, for me, I played for the fans as well, not just for myself, but for the fans, for my family. Um, but I want to build that relationship even stronger than we had before. And what I can promise the fans is that we will do everything from our side to have a successful season and win every game that we can win. And um, um, no matter what, to have our back. Earlier we talked about one of your values for the team being family. Like it has, It's like the fans are part of that family correct. also. Correct, correct. Correct. It's it's that's that's the core value within within the whole organization. When I say family, it's not just this locker room. It's 
the fans, it's the families that you know the players have, um, the owners, the, the the staff. I want us. I mean, you know, you as well, Ted. You're part of us. You've been here a lot as well too. And you know, for me, you know that that is we're all family. And if we can stick together off the field, we're even stronger on the field. And and that's that is my main goal. I mean, I, yeah, I've been around it for a while now, but uh, not as long as not not as long as some people, but. I've seen some of these kids that I saw, you know, they were kids when the the comments came back and now they're adults and coming back. Uh, you know, that that is part of kind of having to continue to grow that game. Uh, a lot of the comments fans trended a little bit older when the team came back, but you're starting to see more younger people in here too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, you know, the league has been growing in the last 3 years, um, especially in the last 3 or 4 years. Um, and we're hoping that it keeps growing and um for me it's i've been in this league for so long and seeing it grow and being a part of that growth now even more is is even more exciting for me i know when uh, some players come to kansas city from other teams that's always one of the things they talk about is they wanted to play in front of this crowd every game you know they want to play in front of that crowd uh and having them support them instead of being the bad guys and coming to kansas city right so mm-hmm. i know zach has talked about that chad's talked about that and you know some of the players in the past is, is that a big recruiting draw you think it is it is i think you know we talked about family i mean our front off off office staff does an amazing job with that i mean you know building a product here on the field and they're you know working hard in that office as well so for me it's you know a lot of these players want to play here because of that fan base as well. Um, you know, I think there's there's bits and parts that play into that as well, right? Um, you know, contract and different things. And um, but I think for us, you know, especially with having the most attendance last year in the league, um, it, it, it helps for sure. Cool. Anything I should have been smart enough to ask you today, sir? Uh, no. Any last words? Um, no, I just. Um, I want to be great. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, I'm very excited for the season. I want to thank, you know, the ownership group and trusting me. And, um, you know, I'm just really excited to have this opportunity. And I want to be thankful and grateful to everybody. So I appreciate the time, sir. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the season. Thank you. Thank you.